Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Cam Stewart with your Fantasy Radio Sports Update. The NFL transaction still hot and heavy. Teddy Bridgewater expected to stay as a New Orleans Saint despite getting a better financial offer from the Miami Dolphins. Bridgewater apparently likes the prospect of taking over from veteran Drew Brees one day, and he likes the Saints' rock locker room and culture. With Bridgewater off the market, the Dolphins are expected to turn their attention to four Buffalo Bills and Browns quarterback Tyrod Taylor and also maybe draft a quarterback in the draft. The Buffalo Bills busy today all with their receiving core. They've made a pair of signings, inking Cole Beasley and John Brown today. Beasley, a slot specialist, signing a four-year deal worth $29 million. And Brown, a good deep threat, will make $27 million over the next three years. Beasley notched 672 yards receiving with three touchdowns. And Brown finished with 715 yards and five TDs. Jordan Hicks intends on signing a four-year deal with the Arizona Cardinals. That Anthony Barr story back and forth. He is potentially backed out of a deal with the New York Jets to stay with the Minnesota Vikings. The 26-year-old is taking less money to stay in Minnesota. It's a multi-year deal worth 13.5 mil a season. Barr has made four straight Pro Bowls. The New York Jets beefing up their defense. Free agent linebacker C.J. Mosley intends on signing a huge five-year $85 million contract with the New York Jets. The deal carries an annual salary of 17 mil, 51 million guaranteed to make him the NFL's highest paying linebacker. Just uh, that surpasses Quan Alexander, who signed on with San Francisco Monday. He makes 13.5 mil a year. The Cleveland Browns adding to their already stacked D-line today, signing Sheldon Richardson, a three-year deal. He is going to earn $39 million on that new contract, including $21.5 million guaranteed money. The Browns' new-look front four looks very dangerous. Larry Ugenjobi, a tackle with Miles Garrett and newly acquired Olivier Vernon as rush ends. This looks like a formidable top four there. The Green Bay Packers very busy today. They picked up three prominent defensive players, agreeing to terms with edge defenders Preston Smith, Zedaria Smith, and safety Adrian Amos, formerly of the Bears. And on the offensive side of the ball, they agreed to a four-year $28 million deal with former Bronco offensive tackle Billy Turner. Champions League soccer action today. These games just getting going right now. Juventus taking on Atletico Madrid. Madrid leading 2-0 on aggregate. And Manchester City leading FC Schalke. City leading 3-2 on aggregate. These games are 4 o'clock Eastern starts just kicking off right now. ACC tournament basketball action. We got a final in. Miami beating Wake Forest 79-71. Either depending where you got it, you got a half-point win or a push. Game went over the total. Notre Dame all over Georgia Tech right now. 63-49, 11-07 to go in the second half there. We have title games on the docket today in Marencia. Yeah, your team, Fairleigh Dickinson. We talked about them. Northeast title game at 7 versus St. Francis. St. Francis a 4.5-point favorite, 145.5. Colonial Conference title game. Northeastern minus 2.5 against Hofstra. 145 is your total. Summit League, Nebraska-Omaha, three-and-a-half-point favorites over North Dakota State, 144-and-a-half. Horizon League final should be a good one here. Wright State, minus one against Northern Kentucky, two of the best there, 133. And the West Coast final, Gonzaga, minus 15-and-a-half versus St. Mary's. Total in that game, 139. Seven games in the NBA tonight all over the board there. And Tim Tebow, what can you say about Tim Tebow? He's going to start this year in AAA Syracuse. Pretty good for his fourth promotion for the Mets organization. Every single year he's getting better maybe one day he will make that major league team also eight games in hockey tonight a lot of busy busy stuff we got college basketball action we got tournament action we got big man on campus long island rage george the colonel kurtz and a whole lot more stick around everybody it's red heat and rage radio here on the fantasy sports radio network hosted by my buddy gabe morency game time decisions
is Ready Rage Radio Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I have Gabriel Morenzi throwing it down to Rage Redhead at Cam Stewart, the Twisted Tuesday edition of the program. Colonel Kurtz, George Kurtz, uh, will join us, big man, on campus. Uh, we'll throw it down. We'll get to all the best bets of the day. National Football League uh, free agency continues. The Buffalo Bills have been uh, pretty active. Uh, New York Jets reportedly have uh, told Le'Veon Bell that he's on the clock. I guess the Jets have made Le'Veon Bell an offer, and uh, they told Le'Veon Bell that he's on the clock, and he needs to uh, tell them whether he's going to sign uh, with them or not. I guess Le'Veon Bell's been teasing on Twitter or Instagram or whatever uh, about how a decision is going to be made uh, in the coming days. So the New York Jets could be uh, front runners right now with the uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers also. Uh, looking to be in the mix. And I say looking to be in the mix just because of the odds makers have the Jets and the, the Bucks as the favorites. And looks like the Bucks are clearing some uh, some space, um, some money to spend. They've got, a, you, know, they, you know, Deshaun Jackson gone. They let Humphreys go, who is a pretty good. I think they have something coming, Cam, and I think that something could be Le'Veon Bell. And, you know, the, the Buccaneers already, you know, could be poised for a turnaround with Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich there and uh, Todd Bowles. Um, you know, they get Le'Veon Bell. That, that'd be a big move for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Sure would be. Yeah. And the thing about them, Gabe, you know, is uh, oh, it's the same thing with Chiquiz Rogers and the muscle hamster. That's one thing about Tampa Bay. And for all the things you say about Jameis Winston and the, the great games and then the crappy games and then Fitz Magic, he comes in, looks great for a week, then throws four picks. Like it's been up and down, but they never really had a steady running game. So if the Bucks can get uh, an upper echelon running, not just a scat back, that would be great for them. And uh, we know what happens at division. Every year it seems to be the team that's on the bottom that gets slapped around, really uh, can turn it around in one year. That's what we know about the the NFC South, the bottom feeders tend to have good years afterwards. You take the worst team, and uh, they tend to make a little bit of run into the playoffs. Yeah, we've seen uh, we've seen in the last ten years or so, pretty much every team make it. I guess Tampa now is the the one that hasn't made it in the longest, and they've actually won a Super Bowl uh, before. But you know, New Orleans won a Super Bowl. Atlanta's made it to a Super Bowl. Carolina's recently made it to a Super Bowl. Uh, the AFC South has been a pretty successful con- uh, division in in the NFC conference. And, you know, you look at Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians isn't the type of dude that can coach like a young team and rebuild a young team. But if he's got good players, I think he's a good coach. And, you know, he's Bruce Arians, I don't imagine, is going to be around forever, Cam. So I don't think the window, uh, you know, with this team is is massive. So they could be sort of in a let's, let's go for it now. But it's true. If you look at the Buccaneers, not just really – running backs but they haven't really signed when was the last time the Buccaneers signed like a free agent star or made a splash uh really you know they they really haven't and they haven't really had a legitimate star running back since uh, I would say what work done yeah you know work done yeah. and uh Mike Allstott <laughs> You know, the combination of Allstott and Dunn. That's right. And Allstott we trust. It's, yeah, you're right. It's been a while there, yeah. And it's the old Buccaneers, those guys. I remember, yeah, Mike Allstott, one of the best fullbacks in the game. Warwick Dunn was fantastic. What's he doing now, Gabe? Helping people like Homes for Humanity. He's a very uh, charitable guy. Great Florida State Seminole. You're right. Like, they used to have big guys on the team. Keyshawn Johnson, Warwick Dunn, all these other guys. Even when Brad Johnson, they won a, they won a Super Bowl uh, versus the Raiders with him. But you're right. Ever since that, I look at Tampa Bay and I'm like, yeah, they haven't really done anything maybe it's time and great point by you with Arians this guy's not going to take a young team they have to have pieces already there and it's going to be interesting to see what kind of leash uh, Jameis Winston has uh, with the uh, Bruce Arians this year he uh, better perform 
well, that was one of the reasons why he left Arizona, that Arizona was getting younger, wanted to rebuild and start over, and he, I guess he was like, I can't do this. Like, I can't, I can't be rebuilding. Bruce Arians, he doesn't have a lot of patience, Cam. Good point. Like, he's a very, he's a very surly dude. Like, you know, he's already sort of, yeah, he's Warren Winston. You can't turn the ball over. You can't do this. Like, I need you to, you need to be better. Like, he's challenging him already. You know, he doesn't have a lot of patience. And look, this last year of uh, Jameis Winston's contract as well. All right, so that's why, it's, you know, I like, I like, you know, we talk about it. Gisele Quigg even said, I didn't try last year with the Dodgers, or last year. I had a contract. <laughs> hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope. And type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. All right, Game Time Decisions, Ready Parades, our radio. The music is good, Yang, but you got to turn it up, crank the levels up a bit if you can. George Kurtzow will join us momentarily. Uh, George Kurtz will join us momentarily. Big man on campus a little bit later on, as Cam mentioned, uh, at the top the top of the program, we've got uh, more conference uh, play. You know, last night wasn't wasn't a nightmare, Cam. I ended up going five and four, ended up playing nine games. Um Whatever, man. I probably lost a little bit when you add it all up with the juice and everything. Um, I won like twenty-five dollars more than I lost. I won four seventy-five in winning tickets, and I have uh, <laughs> I have four twenty-five in losing tickets. So, yeah, about fifty bucks. But you add the juice up, then it's basically a break-even. Plus, it cost me like twenty-two bucks in Uber or whatever to get there and back. Uh, so, it was one of those nights, but. It was frustrating, Cam, because even though I was five and four, the San Diego Torero game, dude. I know you're on the Toreros too. I was. Whatever, man. Four and a half is a crooked number, Cam. Like it's like five. It's like laying. It's like getting three in a in a football game. Five. Like it seems like oh, you're getting four and a half, five. It's really not much because once it late in the free throws hit. But that stupid game, dude. We were leading. We were going back and forth all night. And then late, we're down by, we're literally down by four. We're like eight seconds left. I don't know if you saw it. The kid missed two free throws in a row. Like, you know, it would have cut it to two. And we were getting four and a half. Like, so basically, Cam, he hits those free throws. St. Mary's gets fouled after. Whatever. They hit their free throws. It's back to four. And then we go down the court. We take a shot. We lose the game. Uh, yeah. Like, that's the way this could have played out. And instead, the kid misses the free throws. We foul. They miss. They hit one of their free throws, so they get it to five. So now we're losing by half a point, of course, because <laughs> I'm getting four and a half. And then, of course, and then I don't know if you saw, dude, there was like, so San Diego shoots the ball with like a couple of seconds left. It doesn't go in. It bounce, Kareem's out of bounds. And it's one of these, like, even uh, Weisshuizen's there is like, well, it doesn't really matter now, but whatever. It's all semantics, but there's still one, one second left, and who gets the ball? Of course, San Diego gets the ball cam. Kid had a clean, open look at a three. I thought it was going in. Like, when he shot him, like, nice shot, nice shot. It popped in and out. Like, it was one of those. It wasn't short. It wasn't long. 
like it was in the cylinder and it just sort of canked like bang and it just popped out and of course we don't cover the number because of that and that was the last game of the night it was like 145 in the morning it was real oh yeah soft, man. yeah it was 11 30 150 dollars swing for me yeah no it's horrible game I, I watched the game on i watched the game on our uh on the app and i should have cashed out and i'll realize that when i have a bad feeling like that it's not heartburn <laughs> just cash out just cash out and what happened all night camp yeah it's i didn't see greensboro plus seven yeah. camp they ended the game I the the uh, the terriers. These guys, Kim. I'm plus seven. I'm up all night. They're leading by five. They're leading by four. And then, like you said, I could see it. It's like, oh shit, it's tied. Oh boy, they're down by two. Oh boy, they're down by four. And it was just exponentially like quick. It was like two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve. And then at the end of the game, can you believe it? Can you believe it? Wofford ends the game on a 16-0 run. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah I can, oh, believe, I can it. believe it. I can I'm believe it. I'm plus seven. I just lost by 12 somehow. <laughs> you know? It's ridiculous. They ended the game on a 16-0 run. That's my I'm, night. Like, my picks were good. My wins were, like, good yeah. wins. And then my losses are, like, just brutal. I can't even, just I can't even brutal. defend. I can't even defend myself. I know we got George Kurtz here. Uh, my uh, Columbus pick over the eye. I, I have nothing nothing to say about anything. You got to give it up on Columbus. They're overrated, oh, bro. Oh, they, they are. They were good to me once, but uh, yeah, they're guy, good to you once. They play 82 <laughs> games a year. <laughs> you bring up good points. George Kurtz. You like that? They were good to me once. Yeah, the Miami Dolphins were good to me once. <laughs> Actually, three times. What's up, Kurtz? Kurtz? Good afternoon, guys. How are we doing today? Yeah, we're okay. That's great when you're betting on a team. They were good to me once. <laughs> like, yeah. Colonel Kurtz knows my problem with the with the jackets. Didn't the jackets screw you guys that. over the weekend for a parlay or something? Yeah, yes. me. Yeah, yeah, they did. They got yeah. I think two weekends ago. They got me. Yeah. It's a weird team, guys. Because let's face it, after all the moves they've made, they have no future, right? They've traded away everything, and a couple of their guys, Panarin, Bobrovsky, Duchesne, they're not staying with the club, and they don't make the playoffs. Everyone's getting fired there. That new that I'm telling you, dude. Like it doesn't matter. Basketball and hockey, it's tough in hockey. Hockey players, it's tough to just drop a guy on a new team and the chemistry and the room and then what line are you on? And uh, it's just, I swear, man, the NHL trade deadline it very rarely works out for people. I mean, kind of like Cam said, Columbus was good to him once. Like when I think of NHL <laughs> trade deals, people ask me. What's a good NHL trade deadline deal? I'm like, I don't know. Ray Bork helped Colorado. <laughs> it was a while ago. Yeah, it's usually the one guy that gets you over the hump, Gabe, but you're right. Like, these megastar deals never work. They are always uh, pie-in-the-face deals. They look great on paper, but they don't work out. Right, Kurt? I remember when the Carolina Hurricanes won. I think, didn't they get Doug Waite? I think Doug Waite helped them. There wasn't Doug Waite on that team. <laughs> like... Or it was like they got Mark Recchi, I think, or they, they acquired someone, I remember. I was like, you know, they actually did help them win the cup, uh, this guy. But it's sort of few and far between where you're like, man, they picked. Like, look at Washington last year. Did Washington win the cup because they picked someone up or did they finally just get it done? You know what I it's mean? Hard. Like, uh, it's hard for a team there... sport to add one guy. And also that's yeah. going to make a difference. You already said it, yeah. Gabe. Where's the chemistry? We've all played hockey. I mean, you may be faster, or you're faster than the other guy thinks. There's no, there's no chemistry there. There's no use no. to the other player. Why in football? I know the last couple of years are a little different, but in football, there were never big trades at the deadline because, once again, you don't know the system. You don't know the players. What you're good at, they, they may not need or they may not be used to. It's, it's just strange how it works out. Think of football. Golden Tate, fantastic with the Lions, right? Goes to the Eagles, and he's a nothing. 
because they're not used yep. to throwing it to him in that yep. speed. Though the contact was, or the quarterback wasn't comfortable with them. Hockey's the same way. I think the only thing in hockey where it might work a goaltender, you know, that's pretty goalie, much stop yep. the puck. Exactly. Right? You're your goal. Baseball yeah, right. trades will work because basically you got to hit the ball, right? Hit. You're not worried about the team. It's it's a pretty much an individual sport, baseball. And hit. even a defenseman, I could sort of live with in hockey. Yeah. No, you're right. You're hitting people. You're clearing yes. the zone. Get the puck exactly. out of the zone. Hit people. Yep. It's different when you're a forward. You put a guy. You notice power plays struggle with new dudes, and you're like, how are they struggling? They got all well, these studs. The thing about they Columbus game, right? They don't score anymore. Like 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 the Islanders beat them two to nothing. They 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 don't score. They uh, when they lost to the Devils, I think they got one goal. Like they won. Oh, sorry, they win in a shootout. Like I don't know what the hell is going on. The most goals they've scored, George, was that game four to one versus Pittsburgh, and that's the only good game they played in like what their last seven, eight. They're struggling. I think because of all the new additions, no one knows who they're playing with. They have too many new additions. I think you can add a forward, but not a skilled forward. You want to add a fourth liner, a banger? That's fine. Go add a banger. Go hit. Exactly. Because that's easy. Anybody else is tough. You add that fourth line grinder, that's perfect. A little salt, you know what I mean? A little salt uh, for, for the room. That's good. But you're right. You start putting skilled players, man, in and. They, you know, maybe they like the puck. You know what I mean? They don't like the puck. They don't want to go in the corner. You know, on the other team, the other guy used to go in the corner. I don't do that, right? Like, there's there's all kinds of little nuances uh, that, that we see. Chemistry is key. We're seeing it right now in the NBA even. I mean, the, the Warriors are a worse team with DeMarcus Cousins on the court. Uh, the Raptors, as good as Kawhi Leonard is, they're like 18-3 and three without him. Yep. Right? And because he's new. Suddenly, everyone else is sort of like, well... All right, let's watch him, like, try to beat a double team now. <laughs> like, people just sort of stand around and watch him uh, suddenly. You know, LeBron with the Lakers. You can go down the list. We see this. Uh, we see it time and time again. And it leads us into the NFL. We'll get back to some hockey picks after. But it leads me into the National Football League, in which, guys, me and Cam talked about this yesterday, George. But I believe Nick Foles is a case of this, in which I think Nick Foles was a good fit for Philadelphia. He had that chemistry with Jeffrey. He had the chemistry... Uh, with with Ertz, he had the chemistry with Doug Peterson, who was a quarterback. Frank Reich was a quarterback, and and you know what? Also, I was thinking about it. Frank Reich and Doug Peterson weren't very good quarterbacks either. They were sort of like <laughs> false. They weren't star guys. You know what I'm saying? Like they could, so they could relate to Foles. All right, this is how we could be successful with a quarterback of this skill set. Now, you put him on Jacksonville. I don't see the same production at all, George. I really don't. Like, me and Cam were talking about it yesterday. We'll see what the Jags' win total is, but I guess the Jags think they were just a quarterback away. I don't think Nick Foles is that guy. Oh, I agree. I don't think he is either. I think it's a big mistake, right? Jackson would have paid, what, $22 million a year? I think this is a bust. Yep. Yeah, and four years. And, well, whatever. You can say, well, they could cut him after two, but you just gave him $50 million, so <laughs> you better get something out of him. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire.
Uh, game time decisions, Red Eaton Rage on radio. Crazy day. Uh, so, yeah, we just heard Joe Ranieri talking about Conor McGregor yesterday. We even got to that. We hit that on the morning show uh, today. Uh, Sergi Baca tried to kill Marquise Chris last night. A lot of anger. Uh, which was gold. And, uh, and oh, yeah, Russell Westbrook uh, threatened to kill a NBA fan's wife at a game last night. True. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He said, I'll Rage. F you up. You and your, he said, you and your wife. Boy, that was the wife. best. And, and, and Buddy said, what? what? He goes, oh, yeah, you and your wife. Like, he, yeah, then he even said, he goes, uh, on everything that I love, I'll F you up. <laughs> so, you and your wife. Pretty hostile night. And. Just when you think like you can't, you've seen it all. And normally in this, you know, this new political climate, every day there's something like, oh, God, like, wow, massage parlor, and oh, shit, she actually hangs out in Mar-a-Lago. That's so like two days ago, three days ago. Uh, full House, Lori Lachlan, the star of the Hallmark uh, Channel, basically. <laughs> um, formerly of uh, Full House. <laughs> and she of a, a pretty nice rack, uh, actually. Uh, she was actually on Seinfeld uh, once, if you remember. <laughs> she's kind of, you know, she's hot in that TV way. She's all right. Um, so it turns out uh, her and her husband uh, bribed USC. I'm, I'm just aghast that the USC Trojans would do something like this. Um, they bribed USC. I don't know what sport they said she played, actually. I'm not sure. We'll double check. But essentially, they paid a coach at USC $500,000. Half a million dollars to circumvent the SAT system and and to get her into to USC. And it turns out the reports are Lori Lachlan's daughter, whatever the hell her name is, um, not that I care, um, her daughter couldn't even fill out the application for USC properly. Like literally and figuratively, she effed up the application. Like basically they have it in the, the wiretap. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the so basically the USC they take the money and then they hook you up with someone if they can't just let you in the door so it's basically like and now you go see this it's like uh, hello Dr. Nick Dr. Nick you know what I mean <laughs> you go see the special SAT consultant and I guess there's like some sort of program where you don't have to do the test in front of the the faculty so they got it. So basically, she couldn't even fill out her application, man. And it's funny because I guess they already paid the 500K, and there's a message that says, listen, there's a problem, and she's going to have to do the test in front of them at the school. <laughs> you imagine they already paid the 500K, and they know their daughter's too dumb to do this. She can't do the test. <laughs> That's the whole point, why we pay for the 500K. She can't do the test. So... They actually arranged it, but they got greedy and they got caught. And and uh, and same same with his Felicity Huffman, uh, who's married to the dude from Fargo, who's he's in on it too. It's so Fargo-ish too. He uh, he's just he's a snaky dude. He's a good actor, but hey, he's a snaky guy. Look, man, he killed his own wife in that movie. And anyone that'll do something in a movie <laughs> will do it in real life. <laughs> um, can't trust that guy. So uh, George, this is what you're you're up against. Are you ready to bid against the Hollywood celebrities to get your kids into university? Listen, I am not one of those crazy parents, man. I've known parents, not really known, but heard parents who go ballistic over getting their kids into the right preschool. Preschool! 
Yeah. Okay, you're talking, you know, <laughs> having paint all over your hands and eating your paint. You're eating crayons. And they want, they're worried about getting into the right preschool. Uh, I, I pretty much stay out of I stay out of teacher's way. I assume they know their jobs. Those are my kids are on the right path. I'm happy with that. It's unfortunate, but I think you're I think you're crazy if you think that this doesn't go on all the time. And not just with celebrities. Anybody who's got money is doing whatever they can to get their kids ahead. Anybody. Okay, but number one, isn't time. this an embarrassment for an Ivy League school like Yale? I mean, and you know, you're supposed oh, to killer. earn your way in. It's an absolute yeah, killer for earn, them. You're supposed to earn your way in. Number two, what about these scholarships that aren't going to some poor kid in a poor neighborhood that's working his ass off? Right? This scholarship, it might be a scam scholarship, but it's still being taken away. It's still on the books as a scholarship. Right? I mean, there's some girl out there that's a good swimmer or whatever that's broke. Hey, you know, work hard, Jenny, and you'll get a chance. And no, man. She's ending up going to Stony Brook. You know what I mean? Like exactly. Stony Brook, <laughs> UCLA Institute. or something. Yeah, another story, Stony Brook. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> My wife worked at Stony Brook. Damn it! <laughs> it's like Lisa Simpson always bashing Vassar University yeah. on the Simpsons. Homer's like, I've had enough of your Vassar bashing. <laughs> like, but, the problem is this. I mean, no, I, you got, or isn't you know there going to be an audit now just, of all these schools? Well, no, because they get away with everything. That's what I'm saying. It's not, not even the NCAA. Not it's the universities. They do whatever the hell they want to do. At least, yeah, at least they're getting shaken down now. I think there's going to be more stuff that comes out about this. Uh, because I think what's going to, I think these schools will be ordered by whatever, whoever controls, governs them to make sure these, uh, I guess, student athletes are indeed athletes. That they show on the team, that they know how to, you know, you mentioned before, that they can pick up a tennis racket, that they can kick a soccer ball. Are they even showing up here? And I'm surprised more about this doesn't come up over and over again in today's social media about people going, what? So-and-so has a, uh, a soccer scholarship? They never kicked the ball in their life. How's that happen? Exactly. All right, here's one. Here's Dan. Listen, people are picking up on this. Uh, Dan Wetzel. How does an artist who doesn't play soccer become a woman soccer recruit at Yale with a fake profile and a $1.2 million payout and a $400,000 bribe? So, look, this isn't the old, you know, hey, listen, Jim, and we've known each other. I'm an alum here, and you know, how about I donate to the new tennis court here? And, you know, can you get my daughter a meeting with the dean? And you know what I'm saying? This is full out. Like, here's 1.2 mil, fake scholarships, fake profiles. They created a fake profile, so we're just talking about it. Fake profile, like, of, of pictures playing soccer and stuff. Like, they're, this is like a diabolical scam. It's just, you know, it's just unbelievable. Like I said, it's just, you know, you look at the common dude. I mean, that, that guy gets choked out to death selling cigarettes here in New York. Meanwhile, you know, teachers and coaches at Yale are charging a million dollars for dumb rich kids to get into the school. It's just, I guess it's just fitting. I mean, like you said, George, did anyone ever think that the American university institution and system was some sort of bastion of purity? As if. It's all about money, man. That's all. That's all that matters here. What's the old saying? Money talks, bullshit walks, and it's true. I mean, and I'm, listen, we all know these. There are there are many different sets of rules, but rich people definitely have a different set of rules than the rest of us. Yeah. So that's the uh, that's the scandal of, of the day. So when we were going to the break uh, there, we were going into the break. Uh, I talked about Nick Foles, and one thing that, that strikes me the most about the Nick Foles deal, and I brought this up. Uh, a bit yesterday, is that uh, who are they bidding against? You know what I'm saying? So they paid, all right, they paid they paid all that money uh, for, for Nick Foles. 
I don't see a lot of other teams in dire need of a quarterback right now. Like I don't, I don't see any team that was desperate to pay that you know that type of money for a quarterback. The one team in the NFL looking for a quarterback right now is the Miami Dolphins, and and I guess they're close to getting Tyrod Taylor. So they, they you know that's that that was Yay. the price range that they were looking at. Yeah, they settle down. That Tyrod's my guy. <laughs> My bad. Port. But, uh, yeah, no, the, uh, the I was going to say. They're, they're spinning their wheels. Yeah, but I'm just I saying, yeah, who are they bidding against? Like, couldn't they say, all right, I'm not, no, you got to pay Nick Foles. You want a Super Bowl and stuff, but, but not that. It just seems like $50 million guaranteed, the four years. It seems a little excessive, man. You know what I mean? About three well, years in, like, 60, <laughs> you know, instead of four me, and 88. Let me ask you this, though. All right, uh, and I agree with you because I think they were bidding against themselves. He wasn't going anyplace else, not to be a starter anyway. Uh, I, I, I think it was two things happened here. One, if Foles wasn't going to get what he wanted, I guess, to feel respected as a starter, he could have gone back to Philadelphia, right, been yeah. back up there and whatever it takes. So I guess he could use that leverage. The second thing would be maybe he goes, you know what, uh, or the, when I say he, I mean the GM goes, I, I need him to be respected in the locker room as a true starting quarterback. If I pay him $15 million a year, which is terrible money for a quarterback, what is that saying? He won't feel good. I won't feel good. The team may not respect him. I can see it in that way too. But the bottom line is, we always hear football is a business, right? It's a business. It's not a sport. It's not a game. It's a business. This contract really made very little business sense because – once again, Foles, he's only done it in Philadelphia. He's failed in Kansas City. We don't know where he's going to be with Jacksonville. And there was yeah, no place else for him to go. For four weeks, right? It's not like he did it for four years in Philadelphia. He had a good month. Oh, he lived the charm yeah. life. Yeah. I don't think he's very yeah. good. I don't. I think, I think he'll fail in Jacksonville. I think he'll fail in Jacksonville like Product he did with, in assist. Kansas City. But why did they? And the thing is, if you want to get into it, too, think about it, Cam. And, you know, we don't do a lot of the... It's boring to most, so we don't get into the contract of it. But it's like people don't talk about it. Like the Pittsburgh Steelers restructured Antonio Brown's contract recently. <laughs> like they actually made things worse for themselves. The Jacksonville Jaguars just gave Blake Bortles an extension and made like you guys just extended him last year after the playoffs. You know, and I'm telling you, the Jags have deeper issues than just Blake Bortles. And, you know, they wanted to – I remember Coughlin, you know, sort of after was like – the word was they're going to blow it up. Like that there was problems in the room, you know, specifically Leonard Fournette. You know, remember he started the fight against the Bills. Like yeah. he's just – he's always hurt. You know, he's just – he doesn't – he's not a team guy. He sits on the bench looking pissed off all the time. I know they don't like him. Like Coughlin doesn't like him. Marone's fed up with him. I thought they'd do. They'd be more active in trying to trade them. To be honest, they still might. I mean, they, you know, it's not over yet, guys. Free agency right now. Don't forget the draft coming up. Deals happen at the draft um, as well. So it's just strange to me that I don't know. Maybe they've done it about face, and they think, well, if we bring Nick Foles in, it'll stabilize things. But I'm not in love with the move. But let's talk about uh, my Buffalo Bills. I'm not in love with John Brown, the guy. You know. Although I get confused about John Brown. The guy with the heart issue, there's two of them, right? <laughs> fast, though. He's the speed guy. Yeah. And the Bills get Cole Beasley for the Dallas Cowboys. How about that, Buffalo Bills? <laughs> we'll get Kurtz's case on the other side. Ah, Bills. 
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Decisions right into the Rage Radio Fantasy Sports uh, Radio Network. I'm Gabriel Bramsey from the Rage Radio Camp Store. George Kurtz uh, joining us right now. Big Man on Campus will join us in the 6 o'clock uh, hour. Uh, we were going to replay a conversation. Well, listen, we spoke to Chelsea Handler this morning, which is actually, she's actually pretty cool. Wow. Uh, we spoke to Chelsea Handler. Uh, we also had a Buffalo Bill interview. Uh, but... The Bills signed a couple of guys after the interview, so it'd be kind of dumb to replay it right now. We could, but it'd be lazy. So we'll have to bite the bullet, Cam. No replay interview uh, today. No problem. Um, so, uh, yeah, John Brown, not the John Brown with the heart condition, and the other John Brown, the other John Brown <laughs> that was on Baltimore most recently, uh, signed to the Bills. But um, Cole Beasley as well, and, of course, George Kurtz is a Cowboy fan uh, Cole Beasley felt as though that he didn't get the ball. He stated after the fact, uh, if you recall, George, he said, I didn't get the ball enough due to um, due to politics. And he essentially implied that the the play calling comes from above. You know, I don't know. It seemed like he was jealous of Amari Cooper. He basically stated, you know, I didn't get the ball due to politics and where you're drafted and due to the, the system and the, the the politics of it. Um, he had a good rapport, though, with Doc Prescott. What do you make of uh, Cole Beasley? Are you uh, shedding any tears that Beasley's gone? No, not shedding any tears. I mean, he's a productive uh, slot receiver. He's okay. He's not a game-breaker by any means. He's not Julian Edelman or someone of that ilk. He's not Golden Tate. He's not going to break big plays for you, but he's productive. He makes those little, you know, those five-yard slants and catches the ball, extends the drive. He's not good at yak or rack, whichever way you want to look at it, yards after the catch. He catches the ball. He'll run around a little bit, but doesn't. he does not faster than anybody else. His other problem is when he gets tackled, he tends to get, always get banged up, always get hurt. He's limping here and there. But he's a productive receiver here. But as a Cowboy fan, no, uh, he'll need to be replaced on, on the Cowboy, <clears throat> Cowboy roster. But I'm not shedding tears that he's gone. I think he is replaceable. What are they going to do there, George? What's the next What's the next move for these guys? We know we talked about Earl Thomas. That doesn't look like it's going to happen. You got a, Lawrence is a must sign. So many questions there. We talk about Irving, uh, the drug stuff. It's just a lot, a lot of questions surrounding uh, Cowboys camp. What's priority number one right now, George? Well, priority number one has to be uh, signing Demarcus Lawrence. They franchised him, but he said, you know, he's I'm not going to sign this. Remember, Demarcus Lawrence, he needs surgery. He's also not doing that until this contract is worked out. And from what we're hearing, this surgery is going to take about three to four months to recuperate from. So the Cowboys can't wait till July 15th. You know, assuming that Lawrence follows through and doesn't have the surgery until he's until he signed to a long-term deal, the Cowboys can't wait to a deadline to sign your franchise, uh, your franchise signings, which is July 15th. That would put him out pretty much the entire season. So they're going to have to uh, make a deal quickly and then go uh, move on from there. Uh, listen, we're seeing all of these guys sign for big money. That's going to stop in the next day or two. And then you'll get your bargains. Right now, or you mentioned Earl Thomas. He's going to be like, oh, crap. He's running out of suitors as well. So I don't know where this big money deal is coming from him. And there's a chance 
now that we saw the Kansas City Chiefs sign uh, Matthew, that Eric Berry gets thrown out here also as a safety. So there are yeah, lots of safeties out there for the Cowboys to, to get here. So Thomas is Price, he, he wants to be the number one safety. He thinks he's going to beat Landon Collins on that contract he's about to sign tomorrow at Washington. Uh-uh, that's not happening. Uh, one thing that catches my eye, guys, is the Baltimore Ravens. And, you know, it's, it's not easy. Oftentimes when fans see, oh, they let this guy go, they let this guy go and that guy go, especially guys that have been there a little while. They think that the team is sort of, you know, giving up or tanking or, you know, that they don't care as much. And we saw this with Seattle. Remember, Cam, I told you I thought Seattle would be better off without Sherman in the room. That he'd be better off without Michael Bennett there. That, you know, at this this point, you know, it was just kind of stale that you're better moving on. It's not really the case, though, with Baltimore. You know, Terrell Suggs still plays at a pretty high level. It's amazing considering how long the guy's been around for. Uh, Suggs leaving, uh, C.J. Mosley uh, leaving as well. They've always done a great job of sort of passing the torch, and they've done a great job at the draft table. Ozzie Newsom's not going to be uh, in the war room this year uh, for the first time for them in a, in a long time. That'll be interesting. But they're also seemingly clearing up space, and more and more we hear, and I've heard Le'Veon Bell um, is interested in playing in Baltimore as well. Um, you know, it's funny, you know, the, the bitter rival of the Pittsburgh Steelers, I guess he just wants to turn the screws right to the end, Cam, and figure, you know what, I'll play for the Ravens after this. <laughs> but supposedly he's open and wants to do it if they can come up with the money. And I'm seeing right now all the uh, so-called insiders, they're all talking Ravens, Ravens in the mix right now for Le'Veon Bell, which really, George, would be the Pittsburgh Steelers' worst freaking nightmare. <laughs> it's just annoying Absolutely. that he's there. Does it put him over the top? But they're division rivals. Baltimore are good. It's not like you can say, oh, Le'Veon Bell sucks. He's 26. You can make more of an argument like that. Like I said, as a Bills fan, I would have preferred Le'Veon Bell than Antonio Brown. Bell's less of a head case than Brown is. Brown was just – Bell was just about money. He was just simply, you're screwing me over. This is garbage. You keep franchise tagging me. It was solely about cash and 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 his position. Antonio Brown's unstable. Like, there's a difference. So, Le'Veon Bell to the Baltimore Ravens would be a nice feather in their cap. And, and it wouldn't shock me if it happened. Supposedly, the Colts are out. I never thought the Colts would do that, even though the Colts had money. There seems to be three teams that could go for Le'Veon Bell. Obviously, the Ravens, for the reasons you just mentioned, they're clearing cap space for somebody you know, to make a run at someone. Maybe it has to be a defense now they've lost some players. But uh, Bell would make some sense there. We know Lamar Jackson. What's his issue? Well, throwing the ball. He's not all that great at throwing the ball. Well, you know what? Le'Veon Bell catches about 80 balls a year in that Steelers offense. Those are short yeah. throws. So that would be easier for Lamar Jackson. Make some sense there. The Bears also cleared room. Right, and we know they're trying to trade Jordan Howard. Yes. That's been out there for a couple yeah. of weeks now. Could they make a run at Le- Wouldn't that be nice for Trubisky? That would be Great nice. Time. Yeah, it would be very nice. Right? And then the other team, of course, is the Jets. You know, they have the cash. They have, certainly have the and need. And the Buccaneers. They- so let's say four. The Buccaneers, I would say, two in the mix. So I don't think – Buccaneers are not hearing anything. Once again, they could be waiting for the price to come down. You know, I don't know if Arians wants to deal with Bell either. But I don't think I don't the, Jet- the Jets are, I've heard uh, both. The Bucks are uh, they're the sec they're they're actually the co favorite with the Jets according to the sports books. Uh, so I, I think there's something here. 
Um, you know, Arians wants to make a splash and make a splash fast, George. You know, and uh, Le'Veon Bell. Me and Cam were talking about it earlier. Be, they haven't had a running back since the uh, the War Done days, really. Yeah, I don't think if doesn't if they want to make a big splash fast, this, this would already be done. So either Bell's asking for too much money, or he just can't find the right fit yet. Because he he would have already been done. All the big names are pretty much off the board already. We know where they're going. Plus, he lives in well, Miami. Bell. The, he is. He. I don't know if he's. I don't know, even know where he's from. Um, I think I the Ravens. The Ravens make a lot of sense. You guys, you guys are right. Just to stick, be, stick be it an to the you to Pittsburgh. F you to Pittsburgh. Remember, uh, Gabe, that that Colin story where he hit the tree eventually. So he's done. He's he might do uh, hard time. Oh no, Gus, they don't have a running back. Gus, yeah, Gus Edwards, Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards was at the end of the back. Like that happens yeah. every year. Yeah, Gus Edwards and and Kenneth Dixon for Louisiana Tech hasn't really ah. established himself as a real running back. Exactly. They have not like they, that. That's a perfect fit. I'd be if I was a betting man, which I am, I'd throw it down on Baltimore. And as George mentioned, too, it, it helps Lamar Jackson, and it also makes Lamar Jackson's life a little easier because teams are going to have to worry. you got to worry about Le'Veon Bell. You know, if they hand it off to him, you got to stack the line. If you you know, you got to worry about the little screen pass to him. He catches so many balls. And at least it'll open up some space for, um, for, for Lamar. Like, basically, teams that I was reading about, uh, you know, how – teams were messing with Lamar Jackson's head was basically they were just dropping guys back in the zone. They were just crowding the field, essentially, because he's not good at reading things, right? So they were just dropping bodies back, and they were like, you find the open man. It's like, find, like, where's Waldo? <laughs> you know what I mean? So he sort of had a problem with it. Le'Veon Bell could take that pressure off a little bit. Like, you need to shadow Le'Veon. Suddenly there's two dudes. Suddenly there's just one less guy in the box. It's a quick hit to the tight end away now. It really does open things up a hell of a lot for a young quarterback if you had uh, Le'Veon Bell. And, you know, if, if, if you're Baltimore as well, it's not just you getting better. It's weakening Pittsburgh as well, right? Yeah. You know, you go for the jugular. You see Pittsburgh's weakened, and then you step up and, you know, you get Le'Veon Bell. Could be interesting. Could he could he could be in the mix there, guys. So that wouldn't shock me. He stays in the division too, a division he knows well. You know, I think the one's going to screw Pittsburgh. Baltimore has the cap room. Looking right now, they have about thirty-two million. They could get it done. Uh, the bottom line for me is this: Bell is going with wherever the most money is. I don't think he's worried about winning as much. I don't think he's worried about location. He wants to get paid, and he Except wants to save face. Jets, George. Except the Jets. I think the Jets offer has been the best all along, and it's sort of like uh, Harper with the Phillies. You know what I mean? I think uh, the Jets will take it. I don't know. I mean, the guy that reported was a local news, uh, like a New York guy earlier in the day. It might have been a sports uh, sports uh, net guy uh, earlier in the day here. Stated that the Jets have reportedly told Le'Veon Bell he's on the clock. Like, you know, the they made him an offer. It's, it's on the clock. And I remember before Le'Veon Bell saying he doesn't want to play for the Jets. But the Jets have made some decent moves in the last couple of days. And the Jets aren't a joke. I mean, the Jets get Le'Veon Bell. That's, that's a serious acquisition for them. And they're going to make more moves. You know, they have plenty of money left. Plus, they got the third pick in the draft. They can keep that draft and get a top rusher in the uh, in the draft, which is loaded with them this season. Or they can trade down with somebody who maybe wants a quarterback and recoup some other picks here. I think with Le'Veon Bell, the the deal is this: the Jets might have given him the best offer, but it's not an offer he wants. I don't think right now he's saying I, I hate the Jets. I think he's saying it's not enough. He remember he has yeah, to save face I for what he did thinking, last year. I think he thinks like an NBA player where. 
it's like, all right, let's say the Jets have offered me what I wanted, $18 million a year in that ballpark, right? 17 18 But I'd rather play for Baltimore, and they're getting closer to doing this. Like, he could be talking to Baltimore at the same time, and, you know, and he would prefer to play in Baltimore. I think that's why the Jets sort of told him, hey, listen, we're not just going to sit here like, you know, we're not going to wait on a park bench for you, dude. Like, as you shop your services around everyone else, do you want to play for us or not? I think that's where we're at right now. So, look, what is it? It's Tuesday right now? I mean, I think yep. this Le'Veon Bell stuff's going to break probably by tomorrow or Thursday. I'd be shocked if he's not signed by the end of the week. Uh, if it goes to the end of the week, then things aren't going his way at all because all the big money will be gone by then. Really, all the big money will be that's gone what by I'm tomorrow. Saying. He yeah, has to sign soon. He's, so he's got to be... He's got to be in deep talks with someone right now. And it ain't the you Jets. Think, I think it's the Why reasons. isn't anything coming out? Why isn't anything coming out? We should, we should know about this. Somebody, no, I mean, Adam Schefter, whatever Adam, comes out, someone never should true. know. Whatever comes out is never true. Like, whatever the teams are that we think we know, it means he's talking to someone else right now. But we're not you hearing him talk like, to anybody. Everyone's no. guessing right now. We're not hearing any, anything concrete. I think he's, he wants to be paid not as a running back, but as a playmaker. So he wants to get that 18 to 20 million range. And that's not happening. I think he's waiting for that. He's waiting. Maybe he's waiting for Baltimore to pipe up to that, or the Jets to pipe up to that. And if that report's right about the Jets, well, they've already made him an offer. And then it's not that. Because I think he accepts that. that. The Jets will say we're giving you $18 million a year. I don't think he cares about playing for the Jets or anybody else. He accepts the offer. That's what he wanted. That allows him to save face. No, I think he and waits. Him and his agent. I think he waits he and he uses the Jets' as leverage. And then he just tells people the Jets offered me 18 <laughs> mil. I'll take the 18 mil and go to the Jets unless you can do something better or, you know, at least equal because I really don't want to go to the Jets. I think that's what we're looking at. I don't know. I mean, I'm, we're, we're all speculating here, but it seems that he's hesitant to play for the Jets for one reason or another. You know, and I guess their track record would be that reason. <laughs> yeah. They're getting better, though. I like what the Jets they are doing. That's C.J. Mosley signing is wicked. That's a great sign. It is. No, the Jets, they, they, they've improved their line. They've, they've Weaker division, nice too. Weaker division. Come on, it's not so bad. No, I don't think the Jets suck as much as a lot of people do. I agree. I think they're getting better. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Uh, this is pretty crazy. So we asked this this morning on the morning after. Uh, who will be the better NFL quarterback? Josh Allen or Sam Darnold? And it's it's a, it's an open-ended question. Are we talking fantasy quarterback? We, you know what I mean? But I'm just stating, who would you rather have moving forward? Joe Ranieri is a Jet fan, and he sort of, you know, sort of said, oh, well, for sure Sam Darnold is better than Josh Allen. And I said, well, why do you say for sure that? I said, I don't, I don't see that. And in fact, I would rather have Josh Allen. I'm not just saying that because I'm a Bills fan. But uh, George Kurtz, not a Bills or a Jets fan, and uh, neither is Cam Stewart. So 
I'll ask you, moving forward, which quarterback would you rather have? I'll start with you, Cam. I'm going to go with Allen. It's very, very close, though. I like both guys a lot. I really like what Allen did, too, with uh, even worse receivers, if you could say that. Uh, Robbie Anderson, a little bit better for the Jets at the end of the season. Look what uh, Allen dealt with. It was really shocking. At Wyoming, we knew he could move, but not this quick. He was a gazelle out there. Man, he ran like a beautiful thoroughbred. I'm going to go with Allen, but both, I think, are going to be good. You're on the clock, Kurtz. Actually, I can pretty much parrot what uh, Cam just said because I agree. I'm going Allen as well. I think it's close, and I'm not arguing with anybody who wants to pick Donald because I think he can make the argument. For me, the I think uh, I like guys who can who can move, who can get out of the pocket, who can run. I think it's important in today's NFL to be able to run. Got to be smart about it. Got to get down. Can't take those hits. But uh, I like the fact that Allen is so good with his legs. Yeah, and listen, both of them have dealt with difficult circumstances. Uh, this year, I mean, you could all you could argue. Look, the Buffalo Bills offensive line is terrible, and their wide receivers were terrible. I think Josh Allen was in a pretty tough, tough situation. One thing that we can say, they were both definitely better after their second stint, right? They both quote unquote got hurt. I think Darnold sort of got sat down. Uh, but anyways, we've got to get out of here, George. Uh, we're up against it. Uh, anything for tonight? You got some last words uh, for us? A hockey pick, or uh, what do you got? Yeah, I like Nashville tonight over the Ducks. Ducks didn't show up on Sunday night. Also like Calgary over the Devils. A little late night hockey for me. Calgary over the Devils. Devils, no hole, no Hishire, no offense. Got to lay 400 parlay at George. Parlay at Indeed you do. George Kurtz giving us minus 400 locks in the night. <laughs> uh, thanks, Colonel Kurtz. Later, buddy. Game time decision continues. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Thank you very much, Yang and Gabe. Yeah, I'm Cam Stewart with your fantasy uh, sports radio news update here. Let's get to the conference tournament hoop action on the go. ACC tournament in full swing today. Miami over Wake Forest, 79-71. Either a half point Miami cover or push, depending where you got the line. Some places eight, some seven and a half game over the total. Notre Dame taking out Georgia Tech, 78-71 the final. The Irish cover and the game goes over. NCAA conference tournament uh, games tonight. Title games. Northeast title at seven. Fairly Dickinson versus St. Francis. Francis. St. Francis laying four and a half, 145. Northeastern minus two versus Hofstra in the Colonial, 145 and a half. Summit League, Nebraska Omaha, three and a half point favorites over North Dakota State, 144 and a half. Horizon should be a great one here. Wright State, Pickham versus Northern Kentucky, 133. And the West Coast Final, Gonzaga minus 14 and a half over St. Mary's, 140. Champions League soccer on the go right now. Juventus leading Atletico Madrid, one to nothing at the half. Atletico Madrid still leading two to one on aggregate. Gabe in Manchester City. Bing, bing, bing. Bombs away. They're killing FC Schalke right now. 3-0 at the break. Man City looks like they're moving on. They're up 6-2 on aggregate right now, so good news for them. 
Uh, NBA breaking news, Raptors center Serge Ibaka suspended three games, and Cleveland forward Marquise Chris suspended one as the pair threw down old fisticuff style last night, and the Cavs win over the Raptors. Jazz stars backing Russell Westbrook uh, after uh, the game last night when Westbrook got into it with a Utah Jazz fan and his wife. He confronted the heckler sitting baseline and threatened the fan and his wife after the incident. Westbrook telling reporters there are racist components in their heckling. That's why Westbrook went bananas. Also, this just breaking game, I see a story that that fan has uh, received a lifetime ban too. So more on that story. He's got a lifetime ban. Uh, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant are plotting to join forces in the Big Apple. Charles Barkley says, hey, reconsider another city, guys. Barkley, the TNT analyst, saying they aren't tough enough to play in New York City. These guys have problems with the media and their current spots. Barkley says it'll get much worse. NFL transactions hot and heavy still today. Teddy Bridgewater expected to stay with the New Orleans Saints despite getting a better offer from Miami. Bridgewater apparently likes the prospect of taking over from Drew Brees one day. He likes the Saints locker room and culture. And uh, Bridgewater off the market there. Tyrod Taylor looks to be the next step for the Miami Dolphins, and they'll also probably pick a quarterback in the draft. The Buffalo Bills bolstering their receiving court today. Buffalo inking Cole Bisley and John Brown. Beasley, a slot specialist, signed a four-year deal with $29 million. Brown, he'll set to make $27 million over the next three years. Beasley, 672 yards, three touchdowns. Brown, a dangerous deep threat. Five touchdowns on the year, 715 yards. Jordan Hicks intends on signing a four-year deal with the Arizona Cardinals. Anthony Barr back outing of a deal with the Jets to stay in Minnesota. The 26-year-old saying he's going to take less money to stay with the Vikings. A multi-year deal worth about 13.5 mil a season. Barr has made the Pro Bowl in four straight seasons. And the Jets beefing up their defense big time. Free agent linebacker C.J. Mosley from Baltimore. Great move by New York. Five-year, $85 million. That deal carries an annual salary of $17 million, $51 million of that guaranteed. Mosley, now the NFL's highest paid linebacker. It was Quan Alexander who signed on with San Francisco yesterday. He's making $13.5 million a year. And the Cleveland Browns already stacked uh, on the D-line. They picked up Sheldon Richardson and signed him to a three-year deal. So the Browns front four looks amazing. Ojanupi, Miles Garrett, and Olivia Werner as rush ends. That uh, front four looks dangerous. Green Bay very busy today. The Packers usually don't do anything free agency, but they picked up three prominent defensive players. Preston Smith, Zadarius Smith, and uh, safety Adrian Amos, formerly of the Bears. And they also picked up lineman uh, Billy Turner yesterday for significant moves. The Panthers expected to sign Matt Paradis to a three-year $27 million deal. In baseball, Tampa Bay have remained in consistent contact with reliever Craig Kimbrell. The Rays projected to enter the 2000 2019 season with Jose Alvarado as their closer during his nine MLB seasons. Uh, Kimbrell, great stuff. 333 saves, a stellar 1.91 ERA, 868 strikeouts in 532 and two-thirds innings. Seven games in the NBA tonight. We'll go all over them with Gabe Big Man on campus there. Tim Tebow, his shot to the majors came up just short, but let's give the former Heisman Trophy uh, winner a lot of credit. It's expected Tebow is going to start this year with AAA Syracuse. That's pretty good and it marks his fourth promotion since joining the Mets organization back in 2017. Eight games in the National Hockey League tonight. We'll go all over the board. I'm Cam Stewart. He's Gabe Morency, the host of Red Heat and Rage. Big man on campus, too. We'll talk college basketball tournaments. Stick around, everybody. Game Time Decisions. Level two. 
game time decisions, Red Heat Rage to Radio. Uh, we've got uh, we got some work going on here at uh, the Weehawken Studios. I got more lights uh, than, than a porn set. Yeah. And in fact, you know, and I think I can uh, moonlight a little bit uh, at moonlight. I can either that's feature right. my own films. That's right. Or, or I could just rent the place out. You know, lay Good down call. a mattress, say, hey, do, yeah. do your thing. Give me give me 2000 bucks <laughs> for the night. Hey, I'm Sports Rage. Am I going to disrobe or are you going to disrobe? Exactly. You have the option. You can star or somebody else can star. Pay the rent. Yes, all right. We're in the level two. Uh, big man on campus will join us in the 6 o'clock hour. We'll get to the college basketball and gambling talk later. But uh, last night with the Toronto sports teams, Toronto bookies uh, scored big. It was the old Toronto two-step. <laughs> the Leafs, yeah. uh, Leafs and Raptors uh, both go down. And Sergi Baca is going to get suspended, no doubt, for attacking Marquise Chris. Yeah, he got three and games. I saw that. Uh, three games. I saw game. that. Uh, more, did he? Oh, is it official? Three games? Yeah, yeah. On the update, I just broke it. Uh, three games for her for Abaca, um, and uh, Chris gets one. So three for Abaca. Right. Chris gets one. Three games. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. I, I said five originally, a little harsh. So yeah, I, I thought it would settle into three. And the other controversy last night I saw was people talking about Morgan Riley of the Toronto Maple Leafs that was under investigation uh, for uh, using a homophobic slur uh, during the game last night. Yet, I'm listening and I re- I'm listening to this and I, I watched this probably about five to seven times in a row and he said ragged. He didn't say F. He said no. R. Yes, he did. That's why he, he did said ragged. <laughs> and another thing is like, there was no one around around him, so it wasn't like he was looking right at somebody. So what is what? Why would he just randomly yell that out? You know what I mean? Like, I don't even know what ragged means. I played hockey. What's Me ragged mean? I don't know. I have no but clue. He said ragged. He said ragged. I heard the R Ken. He said ragged. Like, why would he just randomly yell out like, like a, a slur like that? He didn't. Now listen, hockey is probably a sport where that word is used more than others. Agree. It's old school hockey. That word, French guys are called frogs. You know what I mean? True. There's still that. There's still that old school. There is old school sort of dumb like grandpa. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're bad they're like, jokes. It's kind of like the hockey's the John it's Wayne of sports and hockey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's hey, like, you stupid prick! You're a frog. Or I banged your mom last yeah, night. You She's dumb a frog. frog. Yeah, it's like the hockey guys yeah. hit the lowest of the low when it comes to the like goof, personal. They slags. do the goof. You have yeah, to goof. Yeah, you're yeah, a you're goof. goof. <laughs> oh, <really>? <laughs> <laughs> call me a goof. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they they'll go with the goof thing. Like though. Hockey like, they're guy. very sort of just, like, you know, schoolyard-ish. <laughs> but they're not sophisticated, right? So True. I'm not going to deny. I'm like, yeah, hockey players do use that word. Like, it's – I remember when I was a kid, and, you know, that, that was flown around often, Cam. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The other F word is oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've been told it. It really is. Yeah, yeah. Guys, guys use it, like, fun. after a hit, someone does something. You F it, like, it all the time. Like, I use the C word a lot. Sea <laughs> sucker was one of my favorites. That's the big hockey one. Yeah. I use that all the time. That's a big hockey one. <laughs> 
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. I am Gabriel Redstone brought it down to Raging Redhead by Cam Stewart. So as Cam alluded to, it was a pretty hostile, hostile Monday night uh, last night. Sergi Bach and Marquise Chris get into it. Uh, Russell Westbrook uh, says, I'll F you and your wife up. Uh, I saw an interview. I saw an interview uh, with the fan that he got into it with, and... The fan wasn't drunk or anything. It's Salt Lake City, so the guy was sober. Uh, you know, it's crazy. He said that it was his wife's first ever NBA game that he brought her to. <laughs> and he said, like, uh, you know, he gave the old, he poured it on thick. You know, you can insult me all you want, but, you know, what you insult, you know, you're threatening a five foot, 110 pound woman. He's trying to make West, Russell Westbrook seem like the monster. Yeah. And he kept on saying, I never swore. I never swore. Yeah, just because you never swore at him doesn't mean you couldn't have just, you know. He says that he was talking about Russell Westbrook's knees. Westbrook was wearing, if you see in the clip, Westbrook's got like, um, he's got like towels over his knees. Yeah. Sort of these shin type things, guard type things on. And, And I guess it's like a heat pack. And Buddy said something about you better ice your, ice your knee up. To Westbrook and Westbrook lost it. He said, "What?" And he said, "You better." So supposedly that's what he says. He goes, "It was all just I said something about his knees, and I didn't swear." And he says he's got like you know a million witnesses, and they're going to check the tape and what he said. And uh, thing is, if you remember last year, Cam Westbrook knocked a phone out of a Utah Jazz's fan's hand. Yep. So Westbrook doesn't like Utah. He doesn't like going to Utah. <laughs> no, and he, he even said it last night. He says, this bullshit always happens in Utah. These fans, and they go too far, and I'm sick of it, and I'm not sorry. And, yeah, he doesn't like Utah very much. <laughs> you know it, Ken. It's like BYU games. Well, these BYU suck now, but, like, they, they don't drink, but they're they're pretty rowdy. They're really that's like, you know, That's the thing. That's like, the, the, thing. UNL, the UNLV fans. Utah games. <laughs> We went to the UNLV game versus BYU. The the, 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 B, uh, the, the UNLV, UNLV fans don't even care, like, next to BYU no. fans. No, they're a bunch of, they were, like, old guys, like, blessings age, drunk. Hey, Jimmer, you piece of shit, cry, you know, you use the S word. But the BYU fans, since they weren't drunk, I found their 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 attack they're more. energetic. Yeah, not just, not just energetic, more cunning, creative, and mean, because it's not coming from, like, an alcohol place. It's coming from, like, you know, like a clean brain. And uh, I found their their stuff to be very very annoying. And to Westbrook's point, they, they got they got rid of this guy. Like so, the bottom line now, Gabe is obviously for him like to get a lifetime ban. That's uh, the story just broke. They're saying this guy he, he's done. Like I don't know, they didn't say anything about the wife, but apparently I, I admit the phone stuff. You were right. We talked about this before. That was Westbrook's fault. But so the fans, players, I didn't know this. So the fan, the NBA fan, is getting a lifetime ban. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's wow. done. Wow. Yeah. yeah. 
Wow. So well, he they, must they, be he must they, be full of it then. Because I just saw him on CNN, and he yeah. said, oh, all I talked about was his knees. Adam Silver ain't banning fans, bro, because you said something about his knees. He must have said. Russell Westbrook isn't insane. I'm not saying Russell Westbrook's the nicest guy in the world, but for Westbrook to say, I'm going to F you and your wife up, he must have said something beside, oh, you better ice your knees. <laughs> No, and and for Westbrook's point, we don't know exactly what it is, but he said there was a racial slur. It says the Utah Jazz, the story just came in. What time is it right now? So, like, a couple minutes ago. Well, says, Utah said they were checking the tape, Cam. Yeah. They well, have, it's, it's all audio. They have mics yeah. all over the arena. You know it I says mean? the Jazz permanently banned the fan who had a heated exchange with Oklahoma City star Russell Westbrook, saying in the statement, there's no place in our game for personal attacks or disrespect. They didn't say racism in the comment, but personal attacks or disrespect. Everyone yeah, deserves yeah. the opportunity to enjoy and play the game in a positive and safe environment. Jazz president Steve Stark said in a statement this afternoon, offensive and Abusive behavior does not reflect the values of the Miller family, our organization, and the community. We all have responsibility, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, and a lot of the Utah Jazz players, too, uh, Mitchell, and a lot of guys are defending Westbrook, saying, yeah, this fan's a tool. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens after this. But he, he the got fan all... looked like uh, Larry the Cable Guy. Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I dreamed a birdie. Yeah, yeah no, that's, that's, that's what he looked like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looked, he looked like Larry the Cable Guy, uh, the fan. I saw an interview uh, with him. I'll tell you though, two things can be right, and I always talk about this. Two things can both be right, and I think this is a case where, all right, if the fan said something, ban the fan, fine. Although I think we're getting a little footloose and fancy with these bands all the time. Yeah. Like, you know, everyone's banned this, banned well, that, think fired about this. this, fired that. But Th- think Westbrook about this. should still get suspended. Yes. Like, even if somebody said something to him, you can't be threatening people in the stands. You know what I mean? I'll F you and your wife up, you know, you and your wife. Like, he can't, he should still get suspended. I would still suspend him a game. And I, I don't want to be Johnny Discipline here, but you can't have players threatening people, even if the, 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 they said something. Yeah, I'd like to know what was said. And I'm sure uh, Deadspin and, or Barstool will have uh, what was set up in the next hour or two. <laughs> yeah, check out. Check out uh, there's another thing that Pete just sent, Gabe, to you and me. It talks about this uh, fan as... Uh, it might not be uh, a good citizen after all. This guy looks like a pe- he might be just a just a piece of crap. Well, now this, this is what's going to yeah. happen. They're going to dig so, into his life. They're going to find exactly. out. They're going to find out. Everything's gonna... public access in the states, right? Yeah. You can find. You can just you look up it. his name and criminal record, and boom! Oh, look, he. Uh, yeah, he's a known racist. Like you and or... you and me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember when you and me defended the guy that got pulled over on the bicycle with cocaine? Yeah. Well, we didn't know the whole we're story. Like, man, <laughs> we're like, just let the guy go, man. You, you pulled him over on a bike. Like, it's just a stupid yeah. story. Then we find out he was like a child pedophile. I know. And then I'm like, yeah, yeah, we're like, yeah well, I'm glad he's, I know. I'm that's like, why you wow. and I are cops. That's why you and I are cops. You and I be like, oh, he's a good guy. You know, let him go. <laughs> that's the best. If we were cops, all the other guys would have like storage lockers with like blow and beer that they took from kids. Ours is just empty with gambling slips. Yeah, uh, we'd really you could like, walk. Yeah. Ah, yeah, we gave him a second chance, yeah. Sarge. You know? he's, not such a, he's not such a bad guy. Come on. Come on. <laughs> we gotta, yeah, it's like it's like the time I stated. I'm like, this guy's one of the nicest guys I've met in MMA. I said, you're a real straight shooter in a class act. 24 hours later, he's on the news. Allegedly assaulted a maid in a hotel room. <laughs> wow. I was like, Greg, that's the last time I'm ever saying anyone's a great guy. <laughs> you know, I'm done. 
I'm done. I don't. I, I don't just know find it. I find it crazy though. Think about this. So, so we were talking about this yesterday. Um, a soccer guy who attacks a guy and and basically uh, sucker punches him in the back of the head gets it like okay he gets a United Kingdom ten year ban. This guy says something to Westbrook. He's done for life. The other guy actually physically harmed him. Big difference, Gabe, when the way you're, they're divvying out uh, justice between the Brits and uh, the United States. Well, they're they're behind us a little bit. Yeah, yeah, big time. Like there, you know, what I mean, here it's more extreme from a law enforcement perspective. Like, if you ran onto the field and if like if somebody ran onto the court and punched Westbrook, you're getting more than 14 weeks, like guaranteed. Oh yeah, like gar- guaranteed. Like you're getting a couple of years type thing. Like they they make an example uh, of you. Oh yeah, this so, just in uh, too. Russell Westbrook, uh, no, it, I, no games yet, Gabe. I'm seeing twenty five thousand dollar fine for oh, profanities yeah. and threatening language. Hit him, hit him with a little money. Yeah, little, 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 little twenty, twenty five k. That's nothing for him. But uh, yeah, people don't like. No, we've got money. Carl. Carl's working on our computer right now. Actually, Carl. I don't have. I'm not, I'm not seeing anything. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not seeing anything, and uh, it's funny because uh, we were talking earlier about, uh, you know, sea sucker and this and, and everything else, that uh, language that is used on an NHL rink uh, during the commercial break, and uh, Cardano walked into the room. He's like, are you on the air right now? So <laughs> <laughs> like, no, 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 no. That's what we do Although on, on I the Although, I tell you, if Yang ever screws up and leaves us on the air, we could be in trouble then. Yeah. <laughs> but, Remember that story? Remember that lady? That's happened to a couple people. You know, when you lived here at the Morenci Studios, that uh, that uh, beautiful. Uh, she was actually a really pretty lady. I forget what happened. Uh, she she's back in the business now, but she lost her job for a few years. And uh, yeah, she went on some rant like during a commercial break game, and then they just she just got hired back. Avery Haynes, remember her? The chick with the yeah, silver yeah. streak in her hair. Yeah. But, sometimes people say stuff they don't. Happens. You got to watch out what you say during commercial breaks. Good points. There was a chick on CNN years ago that left her bike on somehow, they, and she went to the bathroom. And when she was in the bathroom, she said, God, is George Bush ever an idiot? Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope. And type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Game time decision, Freddie Rage at Radio. All right, we've got access to our computer here momentarily. We're setting up shop. Uh, so uh, we can, uh, this show will be going to video in the future. Uh, Cam's on his way with the Seahawk helmets. Uh, we just got to get him a, just got to get you a backdrop now. Yeah, green screen. Ranieri stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, green, green, yeah, green screen. You could get a green screen, actually. The green screens are much better right now. Like, Why not? I don't know. I don't. I, I don't I think we can fly Carl into Toronto to your house, though. We're going to have to figure something out. We're going to have to yeah. send somebody to your place. We'll do it over the, yeah, I guess I'll give Carl. Carl, the last time he set up the program, he just takes access to the computer, and good things happen usually. 
So yeah, Carl's in, Carl's in charge. All right. So thank you to uh, Jefferson uh, Jetwell that's uh, tuning in right now. Uh, we now know the comment, so it didn't take long. Russell Westbrook says the comment from the Utah Jazz fan that set him off was, "Get down on your knees like you're used to." Is that justifiable for him to go off? Yeah. 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 It's 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 bad. It's not the worst. It's, it's not it's not like a racist combo. He, he says he sucks, you know. It's really it's, it's not that bad. It's you know, it could be worse. It could be worse. It's bad, but it's it could be worse. Like in the old days, like in a Philly game or New York oh, yeah. or Boston or something. That's kind of standard, isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> it is. It's a different world we're living in, though. Marenzi, you got to remember something. That's the thing. Like, it's not like we're, uh, the old days, like with stuff. Like, we used to be able to get away with murder. Today, you get in trouble for any little thing. Like in today's world, that's a, so. It, that's a bannable offense. Well, so I guess the fan lied when he said he was only talking about his knee knees. That's and I knew the another guy was lying. Tree. Yeah, of course he was lying. Um, secondly, as well, just because I know it sounds cliched, but it's true. Just because you bought a ticket doesn't mean you can say get on your knees like you're used to. I guess, right? Yeah. No, you can't. Because people seem to have the 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 belief that if you don't swear, it's okay, and that's what the guy kept saying. I never use profanity. I never use profanity. Yet, there's a lot of ways you could really insult someone without using profanity. I still think Russell Wilson should have thicker skin, personally. Yeah, Westbrook. Yeah, yeah. He free. He, he's got I a short say fuse. Wilson, yeah, yeah. I know. I say Wilson. I, I do that too. He, he, he his shoot. Uh, I saw his something fuse. about Russell Wilson today and his, uh, his wedding to Sierra or something. Yeah. Well, what? Well, what That's he, why was he was in, in my. Uh, what was he doing? As long as he's throwing the damn football, I don't care what he does with Sierra. He's getting but, married. Yeah, yeah, he's, he, yeah. He's go. Well, he's that guy's clean living. I don't worry about him. Hell, we had we had an argument if he's ever had a beer in his life. Remember that show a couple months back? So I'm not worried about Russell uh, Wilson. That's for sure. But uh, get on your I knees like you know. that. I know. I know you did. I thought he might have a couple in college, but <laughs> no, he's pretty clean living. <laughs> guys don't even have a beer. Wow. Get on your knees like yeah, you no, used I think- to. I don't know. What would you do with that? Okay, I'm I'm asking you then. I think that's. I wouldn't ban him for life for that. I'm sorry. Uh, I I know that's probably not the popular I response. Have. I don't. Think I'll be I, honest. I ban him for that, that game. I, I think he's got to go for a while, but not for life. I would but still suspend him. I, I would suspend Westbrook for a game still. Yeah, twenty-five. Uh, the fan, no, the fan, I'm not bad. But if I was Westbrook, I wouldn't have said what he said. I and I'm not going to lie. I probably would have said something too, though, about his wife. I would have said, uh, "Why don't you send your wife down to get on her knees?" I probably would have <laughs> yeah. come back yes, with like, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Yes. Like that's what I would have done. I would have like just really yeah. insulted the guy back and basically then told him shut the f up after. Right? See, see, you're a lot wittier than Russell Westbrook. Like you come up with a good witty response, he just sees rage and wants to smash things. That's the thing. You should just say calm down and go. I got a good comeback. Like remember that lady was rude to you on the flight. You cut her up too. Like you, you got good comebacks. You're like Al Jeffy in Mad Magazine. Snappy answers to stupid questions. You know, like. Bam. <laughs> You know what I'm saying, Brad? Yeah, she, she beat me, that lady. Yeah, a little bit, but anyway. Yeah, yeah no, I lost. I lost that one. That's why we 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 drink. I resorted drink. to saying that I didn't like her pants. Yeah, I know you did. Yeah, it's true. But your other other lines were pretty good. But uh, that's what no, happens I was when you drink uh, on a plane. Had, <laughs> no, but that's the thing. Like, 
normally people tap out after two or three singers, but she kept like responding yeah, back. Yeah, she was. So she I, was I, pretty I, tough. She yeah, so tougher. I ran out like she was throwing the back at me. Yeah, she was. So finally, I was like, "Yeah, well, nice know. pants." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying to be restrained. Like I would have, I would have gotten worse. You know, we're on a plane. You know. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Have you heard about these these Boeings that are going down? Yeah, what? Um, yeah, with the Ethiopia one. Uh, there's yeah, there's a lot of things. Going I guess on. there's two. There's been two Boeing seven thirty eight Max uh, or seven thirty seven seven thirty eight planes that have gone down uh, recently, and uh, pretty much every country in the world has grounded them. Like uh, even dangerous countries. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, <laughs> like, for sure. <laughs> like, like, even sort of like, like, Cam, you know, like, China shut them down. Yeah, they're scared. Even China was like, all right, we got to shut. Like, don't fly these planes right now. There's a problem. Um, so, basically, every country in the world has shut them down except for two. The United States and Canada. Hmm. Weird. And the reason is, of course, Boeing is a North American yeah, company. Seattle company, right? Yeah, there's a ton of jobs. Boeing has offices in Canada, too, and they, they make parts. And, you know, there's just they're, they're too big to fail. It's a massive, massive, massive company. Produces military stuff, et cetera. So mm-hmm. they don't want the black eye here. So they're going to say, no, no, it's the rest of the world. But it's kind of a, it's a shaky, shaky. And I know you don't like flying to begin with. So and they basically stated, I just saw, like, you can't avoid it. Like, there's a full fleet of these son of a bitches flying around North America. <laughs> so, I don't know. Would you get on one of these right now? No, I wouldn't. And uh, now you got me thinking. I got to fly. Uh, my brother's taking yeah, me. Sorry, you're going to Vegas. For my, bir- <laughs> for my birthday pretty soon in a few weeks. And, uh, yeah, I'm just going to have to medicate myself before I get on that plane. I got to be honest with you. I hate flying on a good day. Kind of like John Madden. I want to take, like, a a cruiser across the country, and I don't care how long it takes. I'm more of an adventure type of guy. That way we could stop at uh, food joints, you know, get some ribs and things, turn it into a, a couple-day trip. But, you know, I'm going to have to bite the bullet and get on the plane. But these things seem to happen on very long excursions too, Marenzi. I'm thinking, like, what did it happen over airspace? What are we talking, like Ethiopia and all sorts of other countries? I think in North America, uh, I think we're going to be okay. It seems like it's happened on the longer trips, correct, the two incidents? Well... Yeah, the thing is, too, exactly. I saw that the um, the pilot of the Ethiopian plane only had 200 hours experience, yeah, which not is a not a lot at all, Cam, to be no. flying a commercial airliner like this. And panicking. The guy probably panicked, right? Something bad happened, and, yeah, that's a good, excellent point. That's like training. 200 hours? Nothing. <laughs> no, it's not not enough. I don't want to be uh No, I want my guy to have years and years and years of service before I get on a a, a big one like that. Yeah, that's a good point, but Yeah, but Canada, so uh, Canada and the United States uh, have not All right. So after a second crash of a 737 Max 8 plane in less than 5 months, uh the uh, England, the United Kingdom, Germany, France, Australia, Indonesia, China and other countries have uh, ordered these planes. They're not allowed to fly over their airspace. So, you know, there's got to be something up with these planes. (laughs) Yeah. I I can't believe that they want to lose this money. The cost of grounding every 737 MAX plane could be between $1 and $5 billion. Um, 
So yeah, what uh, I uh, there's a list of airlines that own these uh, planes. <laughs> I almost don't want to tell you. What are you flying on when you go to Vegas? Uh, probably, uh, I would assume a Boeing plane. Wouldn't wouldn't it be with one of those big 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 planes? It's a five hour trip. Well, said, it's not like airline. A, oh, what airline? I'll probably fly uh, either WestJet or um, I'm thinking no, WestJet. No, I don't have my ticket yet. My brother's dealing with it. WestJet, United, or uh, Air Canada are my three choices. All right. So as you stated, you're right. They're on longer. They're on longer. Uh, they use these planes on longer flights. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, that's like. I think five is trying to like Las Vegas. But, yeah, is a that's, that's flight, a five. It? <laughs> yeah, it's it's okay. But I think you're thinking about once once the ones once they start to get like ten to twelve, like one of those like real long long like we're going to other countries. Yeah, because yeah, I'm long, seeing here you know Air Canada has canceled. Uh, flights on Boeing 737 MAX 8 planes, but um, as you stated, on some flights to London, England, only because London, England won't accept them. Mm-hmm. All right, here it is right here. Ooh, this isn't good. Passengers looking to avoid Boeing 737s will have little help from Canada's airlines. <laughs> oh, great. Sorry, Cam. It's just... Just seems to always go down that way. <laughs> Travel agencies say Canadian airlines are not waiving flight change or cancellations fees for passengers who want to switch. Yeah, of course not. A bunch of bastards. Like, these planes are going down. It's like, well, listen, I just don't want to fly. I'm not, you know, can I get my money back? No. <laughs> Canadian airlines are the biggest, like, scumbags, man. Uh all right, so Canadian Airlines are not waiving any flight change or cancellations fee for passengers who want to switch to an aircraft other than a Boeing 737, the model that crashed. So they're forcing you to fly. This Great. is the stance from Air Canada WestJet, which collectively tout, wow, they all yeah, they have them. The crash claimed, all right, blah, blah, all right. Uh, 18 Canadians were on board by this plane. That's Great true. concerns, all right. Yes. There was another one in Indonesia last year. The United Kingdom and Germany, the latest jurisdictions, they won't let them fly. Australia, Singapore, Ethiopia, Indonesia, and China also. Uh, Canadian Transport Minister Mark Garneau, the astronaut guy, said it would be premature to speculate about the cause of the accident. Yeah. I don't know. Why is the rest of the world, like, speculating then? Remember, uh, I remember the last time, Gabe, just right around when I met you, whatever, it was a trip before, I went to Vegas, and, uh, yeah, it was the same type of thing. Like, our airline went under, like, while we were there. And it was a, it was an absolute nightmare. What the, the airline like went bankrupt when you were there? Oh yeah, yeah, and they, yeah. Like they just no insurance. They went bankrupt. They're like, find your way home. That was the email. Thanks, thanks for flying with us. Good luck to you. Flew <laughs> to Buffalo. Now, me personally, I think there's pilot error involved. I don't think Boeing is sending out a bunch of defective yeah. planes to crash everywhere. No. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening.
Time decision Radio Sports. Radio Network. A, sh- a shocker in Scotland, too. Gabe Aberdeen knocking Rangers out of the Scottish League Cup. And uh, wow. yeah, at Ibrox, too. Ranger fans don't want to go to the supporters club tonight. It's going to get rough. Aberdeen. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny. My buddy, my buddy Forbes is a Rangers fan, but he's from Aberdeen. So it's kind of like uh, he wins, like because Aberdeen's his home. He's like groundskeeper Willie. He's from Aber- Aberdeen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, North I'm Aberdeen. From Aberdeen. <laughs> North Aberdeen. Now wasn't it Kilt Town? I'm from yeah. North Kilt Town. <laughs> Kilt Town. <laughs> I like Homer says to him, wait a minute, there's no North Kill Town. Willie's on the defensive. No, no, it's true. It's true. <laughs> uh, great. No stuff. kidding. I'm from North Kill Town. Kill Town. Kill Town. Oh, amazing. Yeah, soccer, that's why I stayed away. Like, So uh, I've got a little action uh, ready to, to, to go. As uh, we've uh, as Cam loaded up the account, sure did, buddy. Um, sure did. I find it ironic yeah. because one one quick thing about it, I just I just love the way they do it because I went up to the guy and I'm like thinking, okay, well, you send me the cash or whatever. I wanted to do like in different denominations or whatever. The fact that they cap you at at, at that number two fifty and the amount you're paying for is an absolute scam. Uh, these companies got a great thing going on, like these prepaid visas. When you activate them, like a fifty-dollar card, six ninety-five and stuff. Rancy, the more you get, the more you spend, it should be less. But these guys, like, they make you do it at extra because I got some for me too. So you got to pay twice because oh, they yeah, max yeah, yeah, you yeah, at yeah. two fifty, right? So I just did basically paid. Yeah, I got. I did exactly what you do. I go. I wanted to like mix it up, right? But uh, they max it up at two fifty. I'm like, what a scam! Well, I would love to be running those companies, man. Like the the vig that these guys have. You talk about the sports books. Give me a break. Wow, they also um, it's unbelievable. They also max you out at a thousand too. Yeah, that's another thing. So you can only get four at yeah. one time. And then you pay four. Yeah, separate well some fees. places wouldn't care, but our boy Shane was by the book, right? Yeah, this lady's Shane pretty did. tight at my location too. It's really weird. Like I don't know what ca- what they're doing. Yeah, they put the post. most responsible yeah. yeah. I'm telling you, you go to a shopper's drug market, they put the most responsible worker in the post office. <laughs> I wouldn't say the most responsible, I'd say the most suspicious of other others or like the type yeah, of person, the most anal. Yeah, or that would rat out rat out a coworker for something. That's kind of what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, like if they put you or me there, people would be like, yeah. ah, I left my ID at home. I'm like, Yeah, yeah, you're good. Yeah, yeah. Like, we, What's we your address? You. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's your package. <laughs> yeah, <I mean>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shane, I saw a guy, like guy had like a driver's license and like yeah. oh, yeah, a health card. Shane's like, sorry, sir, I need I need a bill. He's like the guy had a good point. He's like, yeah. who effing carries a Here's bill a around? Bill. Like, <laughs> great point. He's like, what do you carry bills? Remember you were in line even once. Remember the rocker guy? He's like, I don't know what oh, this guy's guy problem awesome. is, man. Yeah. I just want a stamp. <laughs> yeah, the guy was sending, like, a letter to China. It seemed pretty important. He said, just help me out, buddy. Like, no, Shane really shook that guy down. Yeah. He, he, was, he was not impressed. Like, I've seen border agents that shake people down less than Shane did at the post office. <laughs> I told you once, too, like, I got, like, $1,000 in PayPal. And uh, he goes, yeah, here you go, buddy. He goes, 
I don't know what you got going on, but here you go. Yeah, that's <laughs> what another the hell thing. Is that supposed to be? <laughs> yeah, 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 that, I don't know what great. you got going on, but here you go. <laughs> that's the best, eh? So he gives you the stuff, and he thinks you're running some kind of le- illegal racket. No, dude. It's like yeah. I, I don't know what you it's got like, going well, on. It's true. They look at me because something I, from the post office. Like, I what's know. Your, like, I, dude, that's, I tell you, when you buy the pay safe, they give you a look. You're, they're like, oh, oh yeah. I don't. Oh no, no, the lady. With this? Like, yeah. the lady, the lady. I go, I need another. And then she looked at. They had a, like yeah. a guy back there training, and they gave me. Look like this guy's shady. I'm like, what are you talking about, man? No, it's true. They had their. I was watching them. I'm like, these idiots. Like, they think I got something illegal going on here. I'm just trying to. I don't want to pay the fees, but man, how much money do you think they make in fees, Gabe? Think about that. Just me and you. All the other people. Those pre pre those pre cards are insane. Yeah, but nobody. I don't. I don't know how popular PaySafe is. Eh. It's just because by chance they they work with that one book uh, that we like. So yeah. it's convenient. Uh, it seems I think PaySafe is used. It seems on their website that it's for video games. Oh, like a lot of I people, see. kids. Yeah, like you got to buy things and access, or like you can buy like strikes, tokens. And yeah. Hey, I need yeah, that sword to defeat that warlord. Yeah, get get it on, get it on a kid. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So there's a lot of gaming systems, I guess, if you look at their website that PaySafe is associated with. Hmm. So Good that's point. I think that's where they make their money, and then plus with the the gamblers. <laughs> yeah, true. Now, there's PaySafe here, actually, but it specifically says, and I'm glad that I double checked before I purchased it. It says cannot be used for gambling. Cannot be used for gambling, and Canada doesn't say that. In Canada, you can use it, right? So. Yeah, you know, that's that's where we're at now. But I'll tell you, it uh, looks like more and more that it's inevitable that the single-game wagering will be coming to Canada. And as you talked about it, too, the crew over at Woodbine, they're the ones who are going to be at the forefront of this. They're pushing it hard. It's actually and funny. Doug Gabe, Ford just wrote a letter to, to, to Trudeau, even. I saw it, and he basically stated, let's do this, and we want to move forward with sports gambling in Ontario now. I think they want to get ready for the next football season, essentially. Yeah, it's funny. I got a guy uh, just recently this week, a guy from Woodbine reached out to me. We have a meeting uh, next week. Basically what I was doing before, trying to integrate uh, the sports, uh, the provincial lottery with horse playing. Like, hey, if you take grade five at Woodbine, we'll tie it in with the Thursday night football game. Like, I'm trying to come up with concepts right now. Like, we can't do exactly what we want to do, but things to get more people involved and even at the OTBs and stuff like that. Yeah, and he told me basically the same thing. It's right around the corner, and they're just – it's going to be good for guys like me and you that are uh, fans of racing and fans of sport, right? We're just trying to get treated like adults here. We shouldn't be treated like children and have to put parlay bets in all the time. It's absolutely ludicrous. Well, Woodbine, if you if you think, like, Woodbine will essentially be like what the Meadowlands is. Like, yep, exactly. It'll suddenly be packed, right? Mm-hmm. It's a little yep. different because Woodbine has a casino already. They do. Uh, not a real casino, but sort Actually, of. Actually, yeah. You know I mean? no, that, now they do. Now they have table games. Uh, they've, uh, oh, they, they do, huh? uh, Yeah, yeah, they do. They went from uh, basically slots and uh, virtual. They have, actually have real tables. Uh, they oh, were okay, training good. some people in from other uh, casinos. They brought over, over a lot of people from Niagara on the state side, Seneca, Niagara. So they have some dealers uh, that That's are one over thing at Woodbine you say now. That, that Doug Ford has done. He is pro-gambling. Uh, like yeah, if Kathleen Wynn was in charge yeah, still, this no. that's not happening. Oh, she God, put no. tables in. Right? Like, God, you know I mean? no. No. She I, was like, I'd have a they were like, listen, 
MGM is going to build a free casino downtown. She's like, no, they're not. <laughs> like, she's like, that's not happening. Right? And Doug Ford's like, hey, I remember Rob Ford at the time was like, oh, we want to, you know, he, like, Rob Ford was the mayor. Doug Ford wasn't, you know, no one really, they didn't have the power. But when Rob Ford was the mayor, and it was a good idea, actually. Yeah, it wasn't a bad idea. You know, the fact is, Toronto's a big city, but it is boring. You know, it is. Like, there's, I know. You know, like every you need a casino. I'm not staying in a casino; that's the only thing to do. But a major city without a casino is just—it's like it's unheard of. And especially a city like Toronto, and it was a good idea down by Ontario Place in the waterfront. And, um, it's underdeveloped. It's you know it used to be nice, but there's nice space there. It's right on the water. It's beautiful real estate. And basically, Ford had had these casinos like bidding, and they were going to do everything. It was like a great deal for Toronto. It was basically like Steve Wynn and MGM were going head-to-head. And it was basically like, all right, we're going to build the casino. We're going to pay for the highway and, like, the, the we're going to build the roads and the parking lots going into the casino. And we're going to give you, like, 38% of the money that we take. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know. Well, no, like, Ford cut a good deal. They were like, listen, yeah. we're going to give you nearly half the effing money. We're going to build it. Right, and we're even going to build like Cirque du Soleil and a theater, and and uh, all the city council on Toronto voted against it for the most of course part. They did, it was they're a bunch of idiots. It was like nearly overwhelming, it's and it turned out basically, as you know, Cam, they're all crooked. They're all on the take from the uh, the condo uh, realtors in yep. Toronto, and those guys didn't want because you know if if a big casino comes in, that's like you know ten city blocks gone. A prime real estate <laughs> that they're not making money on, <clears throat> as opposed to, you know, three thousand new condo units that go up that they all get, they all make money off of. So they blocked it. Yeah, that's the type of thing that that's what you're a politician. You need to make both groups happy. You say, shut up. You can develop there, and we're going to put the mm-hmm. casino here, and everyone's going to win, right? But instead, you know, Toronto's such a nanny was such a nanny state. You know, like Kathleen Wynne and city council. Oh, you can't do this and you can't. You got to wear a helmet and you can't, you know. And Everything was like you can't do this. At least Ford's opening things up a little bit as far as gambling, gaming. And it'll help the economy. And, uh, look, Woodbine will be a zoo. Can I imagine what a Leaf game is going to be like or a Raptor playoff game at Woodbine with sports betting. Yeah, it's going to be great. And, uh, you know, I, I, I hope I can uh, do something with these guys and still kind of have the, the horse racing and the sports going on. It's going to be great. And you bring up such a good point with the condo board. Uh, it's funny, actually, right now, Lisa's board, uh, a lot of corruption going on, envelopes and people. Uh, one of the ladies in charge, she's doing a horrible job. They're trying to, like, vote her out. It's, the people don't understand these things that go on in condo boards. There's a lot of shady backroom deals and money's being exchanged. Like, it's nuts. Like, Toronto development right now, they're putting up so many damn condo Condos, we don't even know what's happening in that region anymore, Gabe. Like, when I go over to her house to do in the show, I can't even look around. It's just building, 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 all in the entertainment district. Like, it's pretty bad. It's a little too much. See, a winner, winner made on Twitter likes my comeback. Send your wife down and tell her to get on her knees. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah see, exactly. Like, that's yeah, nice yeah, that's what I Excellent <laughs> comeback. Excellent comeback. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, that's the thing about Westbrook, right? You say something to him, he's just, ah, he's like, he turns into, like, the Incredible Hulk, Bruce Banner to Hulk, quick. The thing is, he doesn't even think about, like, a comeback. He just, he's ready to pounce. Like, he's got a short fuse, that guy. Yeah, yeah, but it's out of control with Westbrook in the sense that, yes. not him. You remember last week, a kid touched him and slapped yeah. him on the back. That's true. You can't do like, that. Like, what is this? Pick on Russell Westbrook, like, league every night? Yeah, like, if you're Westbrook, you're probably thinking, what, why me? 
Like, he's like the only one almost. And this happened to Durant. There are many other guys. You know what I mean? Westbrook Westbrook didn't do anything that night. He was standing there. He got the ball. And the kid slapped him in the back. Like, Westbrook was about to turn around and smack the dude. And he saw it was a kid. And he told the father, control your effing kid. And then he, he said, he leaned into the kid. And he goes, don't touch people that you don't know. Yeah, exactly. And it was actually pretty smart of him. He said that. He gave a kid, he basically got in a kid's face. He goes, don't touch people you don't know, little man. That's what he told yep. the guy. Yeah, he said, don't advice. touch people you don't know, little man. And he told the father, check your son. And the father, oh, sorry, sorry. But, yeah. like, it's enough. Like, if I'm Westbrook, I get the frustration at this point, actually. <laughs> like, I, I get his frustration. And... I don't know if it's true or not. Some people are saying it's a fake Twitter account. I don't know, dude. This is the world we're in now. But it looks like the fan that got kicked out, if that's his real Twitter account, the guy's a raving racist. So I don't know, though. I think it could be fake. You know? I don't know what to believe. He's I'm not defending the guy. I'm, that's all, I'm, not, oh, I'm not defending him at all. I think the guy's a complete idiot. He said get on your knees and stuff like that. Well, yeah, you get what you pay for. And and you bring up an excellent point. I can't I can't see any other player. Like, there's no other villains in this league. Like, you can't. some guy can't come up to James Harden and give him give him the business. It's, you're right. It's always Russell Westbrook. I know he's one of those guys, when you look, at his, good one too, when you look at his body language and stuff, he does get fired up and chirps back at people and stuff. But there's other guys who do that, too. It's not just him. Uh, there's a lot of comebacks you could have come. Like, he said, get on your knees. <laughs> say, like, when your mom, what, like, your mom did when, uh, when she had you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, like, this. There's a lot of different like ways you could have come back at him. You know what's crazy though? Now we're in this era too. What starts out as heckling out of game, if this guy's tweets are real, Cap, and he gets fired, it's crazy. You mouth off at a basketball game, exactly. next thing you know you're fired because your boss sees you're a raving racist on the internet. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, game time decisions. Radio, radio, fantasy sports, uh, radio network. All right, we just got a quick uh, little hit here. Cam will get us uh, up to date in the six o'clock hour. Big man on campus will join us in about six oh nine. We'll jump into the college basketball card tonight and all the champion conference championship uh, games. I got to post the picks, get them over to the uh, the inputter, and uh, I got bad news informed here. Uh, we set up shop in one of the rooms. I rearranged the Weehawken studio cam and uh, got to go back to the bigger room right now. The living room becomes a TV studio. Yeah, did you did you want to do it in your bedroom or did you want to do it in the living room? The yeah, living I preferred it because... Sp- uh, you got a lot of space there. Well, it's not a bedroom, really. It's just that we got three rooms. So if one of them could, could have been a studio. And... Uh, yeah, now you got cables. I got to trip over things, and you know. But hey, it is it is what it is. Um, yeah, quickly on this, uh, there is a story here from the Iditarod. 
some pretty crazy stuff here up there in Alaska. So the Iditarod's going on. And uh, Nicholas Petit, he's a French, mu- French musher <laughs> from France. French musher. They're called mushers. Yep. He's a musher. Um, he was leading at a 14-mile lead, which in, I guess in this is massive. So basically, yeah, 14 like, miles. He was a certain, yeah. Yeah, just a certain lock to win, and he was 14 miles up. Uh, but they track you GPS, and then GPS tracking showed that his team had crawled to a halt uh, after a few miles. So this is an amazing story, Cam. So basically, one of the dogs stopped to take a dump. Yes. Like, I, don't know, I never really yeah. thought about it. Yeah. I figured they just sort of dumped as they ran, but no, no. Like, the dog stopped. One of the dogs stopped and took a dump. I guess the lead dog is like a coach. And they're trained, like, to... So the dog attacked the dog that took the dump. Like, basically, it was bad. Like, the dog didn't want the dog to take a dump. Yeah, like, wait, so wait, like wait. The dog yeah. was like, no, 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 let's go, let's go. The other dog was like, no, no, I'm taking a dump. So I guess the, the other dog jumped on the dog that took a dump and tried to, like, pull it back in to get going. And the other dogs revolted and took the side of the dog that took the dump and all just sat down and refused to leave. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. He, 